Action. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Black and White TV. My name is Sean Cooper. I'm Jamila Millette. Thanks so much for joining us. We are here to talk about the gray, the color, all the stuff, <laughs> all everything that's in between black and white. Yes. I and, mean, and black and white. And black and white. Right. Actually, what we want to do every week is enter into that space that isn't so easy to articulate, so right. easy to understand. And it yeah. seems like that's kind of where we are as a society right now. Yeah. Not everything is black and white. Conversations have a little bit of seasoning in them. Sometimes they're a little spicy. Yeah. Sometimes too spicy, maybe. Right. Yeah. A little burn there. <laughs> um, but we want to talk about things that you might find in your neighborhood, uh, with your neighbors, at school, at work, wherever. It's those topics that you don't know how to enter into. Mm -hmm. And so instead, you often choose to stay ignorant because you don't want to embarrass yourself. Mm -hmm. That's how I was at first. Yeah. I was like, I, there's no way I'm going to talk about this stuff because yeah. I'm going to make an idiot of myself and I already do that enough. <laughs> you know, I'm going to look foolish. Right. Or you're going to offend someone and then the relationship might be exactly and be like, well, we're done. And so in a lot of ways, you keep everything at a surface level, which misses so much of the opportunity, as we all know, mm -hmm. to build deeper relationship. And so that's why we're glad you're here. And it's fun. We're talking about a topic that I actually don't want to talk about. <laughs> I don't even know why we're Sean, doing it's this. it's so good for you. Yeah, I've been sweating the whole morning just thinking about that's why this. why wearing a sweater. <laughs> so we're here to talk about it. A topic that, first of all, men don't want to talk about in general. Um, here's 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 how I'll put it: like guys, first of all, they don't want to talk about hair. Guys don't talk about hair. Secondly, when when dudes do talk about hair, <laughs> they're usually do. dumb enough to say things that they shouldn't, like especially to women. Yeah, and I want an example, Sean. Well, you know, like you get a haircut. And a guy doesn't notice, <laughs> mm, or or you do something a little bit different, and and guys are just kind of dull in that way, like mm. just don't. But that's that's sort of on one side of it. There's also a very serious part right. to this topic that we'll get into yeah. in just a little bit. Yes. Do you want to share about the product that you're displaying? I, this is like we are not being paid for this, by the way. This <laughs> looks like an air horn, by the way. Um, just reading this stuff, I, I would be nervous to put it in my hair. It uses words like glue, freeze spray, screaming hold, cement. Like, who chooses the you words really for these want, things? You really want this to stick. I guess so. I guess. I mean, or you could use it to plaster a wall if you're trying to add an, an addition to your house. I don't know. What do you have over there? I have a, this is Black Panther Strong. hey -o. Okay. Or, mm -hmm, right? And this is Diamond Edges 24-Hour Hold Braids, Edges, Locks, and Twist Controller. And what's the other one? This is Head to Toe Nourishing Hydration 100% Extra Virgin Coconut Oil from Shea Moisture. So hair products. These are hair products. Now, I mean, people use coconut oil to cook with as well, right? So you can use it. That's Literally kind of, head to toe. That's kind of gross. What? To cook with? Cook put a little in your hair, put a little in your pan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep our hair product not and our food products separate. That's really not. Actually, we do use, a lot of naturals do use a lot of um, food products for our hair. So, like, people use, like, for, like, 
adding protein, you might use an egg and like mayonnaise and. Okay, so you just use the word that guys don't use, naturals. What does that mean? Oh. A lot of naturals. Okay, so naturals is actually something that the black community uses um, as a phrasing to say that you are not using um, products to alter your hair. So there's like there's like types of naturals too, right? So there's naturals who don't use color as well, like they're not gonna dye their hair as well. And this is just how their hair grows out of their head that's a natural, okay. right? Someone who has locks, like um, you would say dreadlocks, that would be considered someone who's natural. Unless they colored it, then some of the the natural, more militant naturals might be like, you are not natural anymore. Um, but if you are using process, um, like uh, like perms, relaxers, that kind of thing, then um, you would not be considered natural. Gotcha. So <laughs> hair, on the one hand, it's... It's an everyday thing that we all, most of us, some some people, you know, don't have hair anymore. It's a different For episode. Different yeah. um, but hair is very personal, mm-hmm. very um, intimate. Yeah, and and in ways that make sense, it connects to our identity mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about this before. It's, it's definitely one of those things where, sure, on the one hand, you can, it can be funny and lighthearted, mm-hmm. but on the other, it can also be very divisive. Mm-hmm. It can be a place where not just feelings are hurt, which is, that's not a great thing anyways, but it's also a place where even between different ethnicities, hair texture can mean different things mm-hmm. to different people. Right. What was it like growing up? You've talked about just, you know, like playground, just being around, growing up, people wanting to touch hair. Like, we <laughs> talked about how that doesn't... Is... That's more in my adult life. I didn't have that as a kid. So you've had that more in your adult. Yes, which sounds weird, right? Like, people just want to come up and touch your hair. Adults want to touch my hair. White adults want to touch my hair. Um, but yeah, as a kid, so again, grew up in, in North New Jersey, um, in the suburbs, and it was um, like, again, well, I'll back up even a little bit more. So my mom is, she was one of three girls, one boy. Um, and of all her sisters, she was the only one blessed with a daughter, right? And of all her sisters, she was the only one who could not do hair, which means like she can't braid. She don't know what to do with my hair, and that was it. So it was like, I could get my hair professionally done, which I did every two weeks, but in between, it looked like I didn't have someone to do it. And so just like imagine a fro, a huge fro, and trying to put the fro in a ponytail, but not cute. (laughs) And so that's a lot of what would happen if a neighbor didn't do my hair or someone else didn't do my hair. So I I was looking a little crazy especially according to my friends. So my black friends um, would be like, Jay, when are you going to get a relaxer? And we're like 10 years old and younger um, that this was happening. And they were constantly like, oh my gosh, like when? when okay, talk happen? about relaxer. What does that mean? All right, yeah. So relaxer is um, <laughs> this product, this combination of chemicals that for black people it will um, have our hair go from kinky to more of a straight texture. Um, for white folk, it tends to make your hair curly. Yeah, because see, when I was in high school, the end thing at the time 
were mullets mm -hmm. and permed mullets. Wow. Yeah. Can you say more, Sean? No, that's I said too much already. So Sean, did you have a business in the front and a party in the back? Listen, oh everyone did. Sean, Every I need you to confess right now. Yes, did I did. My senior picture, which we can post at some <laughs> other time, is... Wait, did you have the perm mullet or the regular people? Both. <gasps> All the way, of course. I cannot but imagine. But listen, Are listen. What's even worse, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there, is, I'm dead. is like my senior picture, you know, you had to, it was like a fake tuxedo that all the seniors wear. I don't know if that, I don't, I, I don't know how we put a tuxedo on, but like we're all wearing bow ties. Is that a thing still? Like seniors kind of all wear their, sometimes, I don't know. So that's, that's how it was for us. And, and my hair, like if you couldn't see the mullet, if, if you could just block that out, my hair was like the perfectly, it was like combed like, like super bank, like banker, like professional. Okay. So it was like, it was like just Interesting banker, banker hair mm -hmm. with party mullet, you know, in the back. It was business in the front party in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, a little bit different high school experience. So just so you know, there is taboo about calling that what you just said professional hair right because typically in our culture professional hair just means white like legit and I think um, we've talked about like examples of people being like oh like Jamila your hair looks normal today normal meant straight when my hair is like in it's more afro texture and things like that that's when it's abnormal you know what I mean mm -hmm. so it's normal to say right like you need to have professional hair professional hair would mean more European, gotcha. essentially. So, so that would be a phrase. It's changing now, though. So that was a phrase that was familiar to you growing up. What? Was professional hair. No, no, no. I'm saying now. I'm saying, like, in our... Today. Yes, today, in this land. Like, because people have been fighting that kind of narrative of, you know, um, if you want to have professional hair, like, you can't have locks in the workplace, right? Like, you wouldn't have dreads because that's not professional. You wouldn't have this, this, and this. And a lot of times it just meant outside of European standard of beauty, right. if you will. You know what I mean? Which there are laws now, litigation, to, you know, yeah. it's, there's a lot of things kind of being battled in court exactly. to allow people to have their natural hair and not exactly. have all those. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So let's go back even for a little bit, like, you know, just the research I did, and I'm still learning mm -hmm. a lot, but obviously highly offensive when somebody approaches you and wants to touch your hair. Mm -hmm. First of all, guys just don't do that anyway. Like Guys don't do that to who? First of all, if you do it to another dude, he's probably going to punch you. Okay. And if you do it to a woman, I don't think she's going to appreciate that. Mm -hmm. If you're a guy or girl, mm -hmm. don't go asking even, right? We talked about that before. Should they ask to touch? Yeah. Is it weird that they would even ask? It's weird based on relationship or lack thereof. Like, I've never asked to touch your hair, and I'm not Which going to. Which I'm grateful to. for, because I you. think it would be very weird. <laughs> That's why we but. have this glass here in between <laughs> us. But it is like, so, again, also because my, more of my adult life is when my hair was more natural, right? Like, where I, I rock froze. And I still rock froze and things like that. So, when I do rock a fro, and especially when it's big, um... It's, it's where it gets more attention and people, white people, who are like, 
can I touch your hair? Sometimes while they're going for it already. Um, and I'm like, stop that. Especially, like, it's at work a lot of the time where I encounter. It's, I was going to say it's older white people. That's not true. I had younger, like, younger, um, like, teens, like, preteens who were also like, I want to touch your hair. And I would tell them no with love. And they're like, like, it's, like, weird. Like, the rejection of, or, like, I can't, I can't embrace this like I feel like it's okay for me to touch yeah. your hair right or they're like you can touch my hair and it's like I don't want to touch your hair um so yeah it's it's weird um I don't have a lot of like close close friends who have ever and I have a, di- a very diverse group of friends who have ever said Jay may I touch your hair it's just it's just weird so um it's it feels I feel like an animal when people who don't know me especially are trying to touch my hair. Like Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because to me it seems like in the culture we're living in right now th- there's this sense of um why this sometimes feels to me like one of those topics that that I'm going to say white people, but I don't know off the top of my head. I'll have to think about it a little bit more if this is just sort of a white thing or not, but this whole idea of like, Jay, just stop being so sensitive. Mm-hmm. They just want to touch your hair. They're just curious. Right. They just think it's cool. They think it looks different. They mm-hmm. think it, they just, they're curious. It's, why are you being that way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then when you, when you kind of pause and understand, there's, there's even a historical piece to this too. Like, mm-hmm. as I understood it, pre-slavery, pre-colonialization mm-hmm. before that time period there was a lot of pride um, in in hair texture mm-hmm. in in hair style in yeah. more of a natural right. expression and then there's a European side as you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. where um, everything needs to be more controlled and it not look so wild and then there's labels that start getting attached mm-hmm. to that and then when you take the fact that, as we've talked about before, we're not that many years from not, sl- well, slavery wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Jim Crow and mm-hmm. some of these other really awful time periods were in very recent times, and in some places still happening. Right. Um, not necessarily those laws per se, mm-hmm. but the impact, the ripple effect of those right. laws. So you have a lot of that culture still looming. Right. And so it's, it's, it's a very hurtful thing when yeah. people are doing that. And it's embedded in the black culture, right? Like it wasn't white people who were telling me, Jay, you need to straighten your hair. It was black people saying, because we thought that's what you were supposed to do, right? Like you, as you grow up, at some point you will get a relaxer and at some point your hair probably is going to break off and then you grow through that. Like that's like a thing. Um, and then, I mean, and, and, and I don't want it to be like now somebody listens to this and they're like, oh my gosh, this is every black child's story. This is not every black child's story, especially nowadays where um, the black community is embracing their natural hair um, or not. Like just embracing the fact that we can do all kinds of kinds of things with our hair. It's just understanding like where it comes from, right? So if you know that you're playing with different hairstyles and things like that just because you want to rather than feeling any obligation, right? Like, literally when I first started working at this job, um, like working at the church, I it, it's a predominantly white church, 
And so I was like, I don't know if I can have my fro at this church. So I, I had a wig, a straight wig. And and then I saw someone who had like spiky gray hair and I was like, oh snap. I was like, I think I can wear my fro here. And so I did. Um, and that was like a big deal. And I got comments, like some people were like, oh my God, that is so beautiful, I love it. And then there were people who were like, is it 1970s? <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? You know, and then also the people who are like, I want to touch your hair because it's so different from my hair, um, which also lets me know that you don't have a relationship with other black women who are rocking their natural hair, you know, kind of stuff. Um, it's just, it, again, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a weird something. And again, also not to be like, all oh, black women don't like you touching their hair. There are some black women who are like, totally cool with it. And they're like, yes, go touch away. It's fine. Um, again, it's just more of like, where is it coming from? Is there dignity? Is there respect in this? Um, and I, I do find there are several people who are doing it very disrespectfully. Comments about my hair can be very disrespectful too. So like, I think um, we've talked about this before, but one example was um, I was wearing, I was wearing my hair straight um, and there was a white male, older white male who was like, Oh my gosh, Jamila. He's like, I really like your hair like that. I don't I don't like when you wear it all big and ah, I don't like that. And I was like, I mean, number A, like who asked you? And the other part is like, it's a compassalt, right? You gave me a compliment and an insult at the same time, right? So it's like, you could have just stopped at I like your hair, period, right? Like you're not it was it's just it was like unnecessary roughness kind of thing. And then two steps later, white woman who's like oh my gosh, Jamila, your hair looks so normal today. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you saying, and they don't, and nobody's reflecting on like, where did that come from? What does normal mean? Like nobody's doing that, that kind of introspection, right? And so that's what I hope, again, what we do here, you'll start to just stop and think like, where does that come from? Why do I consider this to be normal hair and this to be crazy or wild or whatever the case is? Like, what, where does this come from? Well, well, you bring up some really interesting points. I mean, for one, it seems like culturally we are often, we, we send messages. I mean, it's, it's somewhat natural, I suppose, but as humans, we, we sort of send messages to each other on what we approve, what mm. we disapprove of, what we like, what we don't like. Right. It's almost always subjective it's just your opinion mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day um, your opinion doesn't even matter as much as the person who is dressed that way wearing their hair that way right. speaks with that dialect right. or fill in the blank right. and so I think partly what you're helping just kind of raise an awareness of is first of all we just have to do better at um, it, backing off the microaggressions, so to speak, of mm. just try this week only complimenting. Mm-hmm. And don't add the second piece right. of, okay, I'm gonna tell them first that I like it this way, <laughs> right. but I'm not gonna leave it there. I'm gonna yeah. also kind of just slide it right. in. Hey, right. I, I, when you do it this way, I, I don't like your hair that way. Right. Um, and let it be an authentic compliment, right? Like if you actually appreciate someone's hair, you can just appreciate and say, I really right. like that. And do some research. I yeah. mean, it's fascinating what we can all learn about 
there's so many things that expression whether it's hair or or clothing or jewelry those are opportunities again rather than dividing and and moving away from each other they are invitations right. to deeper conversations to understanding um, perspective sometimes it's just fun and sometimes there's a lot of meaning to it mm. as well yeah what would you encourage let's just let's let's go to moms and dads right now mm. moms and dads in white households they're sending their kids off to school those kids are in PE they're in recess what are what what would be an appropriate way to encourage parents to find opportunities to educate their kids on some of those behaviors that are appropriate or inappropriate how would you yeah i i think it comes from like what is happening in your household what books do you guys read what are you listening what are you watching you know what i mean because if the first time a child is encountering a black person is in a way that's like foreign that's something right like that's saying something so if it is like we are very intentional about the books that we show our children because we want to make sure that they see diversity within the books if you want to make sure that you're watching shows that absolutely have a plethora of humans with various hair textures and hair types and things of that nature um, you know what I mean like they're there it would be normalized to the point where this is not abnormal you know what I'm saying totally. so it's like being that level of intentional um, is something to, to lean into and if they have questions about like why are why is our skin different right like to actually look that up why do we have why is our melanin different right it comes from you know DNA and, and all that biology and all that good stuff um, but we are actually like one human race, right? Like that's literally like, there's just one, one guys, just so you know, one human race. Um, and we have these various cultures and ethnicities and colors and it's beautiful. And I think that's what is hard for some people to engage in, like that's the awkwardness of it is that if I talk about it, am I racist? If I don't talk about it, am I racist? Like. It's like just lean into the fact that like you just don't know stuff and there's something to find out, something to discover. Yeah, that that's cool. I love that. It, it reminds me of we have so much opportunity to, again, as you build relationship. And I know for some people that's the first step that needs to be taken mm -hmm. is I know for myself, friends that I have who were on this journey, were here in 2021 and we're thinking we want to have more diversity in in our friendships and our perspective and our understanding you have to seek those out mm -hmm. it seems like often uh, whites are living in their white culture Latinos are living in their Latino culture blacks with the blacks we've got to do better we've got to build relationships with each other reach out to each other and then as you build those relationships like you're saying it does create opportunity to in a humble way mm -hmm. say hey i i there's a lot that i have to learn on this topic and i'm kind of nervous even saying that mm -hmm. and i'm kind of nervous even asking you to help me with right. it but yeah. help me as we as we continue to build our friendship help me to know how i can say things and just be more aware I think is mostly what it comes down to yeah. of how to avoid 
offending or um, being hurtful because none of us yeah. want that. Yeah. Again, like coming coming in a place of curiosity and like like a fun way to engage is just like this is gonna be weird, but you know, like that kind of thing. Or can I ask you this? Yeah. Is that weird to even ask you that? Like, and it might be, and it might not be. You know what I mean? But if you don't say anything, you just stay in this place and space of like. I don't know. There's like a void to that, I think. Absolutely. You know, it's it's very fear-based, right? And if you're trying to actually have a relationship with someone, you can't lead with fear. And I, my recommendation is that you do it afraid if you are. You know what I mean? Like, don't wait until like, okay, now I'm comfortable. I've watched six YouTube videos on natural hair. Now I can, you know what I mean? Like, just go in afraid. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I know a big part of what we want to do on Black and White TV is create brave safe spaces mm -hmm. and so that's what we want all of us to be about yeah. pursue that this week yeah yeah let's pursue that this week so thank you again for joining us on black and white tv and we just recommend that you continue the conversation with us see you next time bye <laughs>